0: Hey, so it's Friday night and we've just finished playing through Paper Chase, which is the first adventure from the Call of Cthulhu starter set for 7th edition. Had a bit of a laugh, actually. Um, Ian and Andy came over and whilst the scenario is written for a keeper and one player, it can be played with two, and that's what we did. Um, Took us maybe an hour and a half, two hours to play through. Good fun. They solved the mystery. Um, Scared themselves witless. Few cents, checks, and such. It was all good fun, and um, yeah. So next two weeks' time, they want to play the next adventure. Um, so hooray! <laughs> Looks like we're into a little bit of a Cthulhu run through to the summer. We have two more sessions after tonight and everyone sort of disappears for about two months. And I think I mentioned I like, postponing the start of our Cos and Crusades fantasy campaign. And just thought, why not run the Cthulhu starter set stuff? And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. It's good fun, nice and easy to play. Um, the new rules, the format of the character sheet, they particularly liked. Stuff like there being the skill values and their um, half values and their, you know, one-fifth values, or whatever it is, um, all on there so that they don't have to really think about and do any maths. Um Yeah, good fun. I'm not going to spoil the story and the adventure in case any of you out there are going to play it or run it, but good little adventure. Um, Definitely an introduction to Call Thulu. Very effective, I have to say. And they're itching to try the next scenario, so I'm I'm enjoying that. I love that. Anyway, I'm going to go to bed and uh, see what the weekend holds. Welcome to the Roleplay Rescue Game Master's Journal. My name is Che Webster, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my own Game Master journey. Each journal episode features my audio notes recorded here and there over the weeks between my regular gaming sessions. It's a pretty candid snapshot of my inner life as a gamer, so you have been warned. Game on. it's sunday morning just halfway through doing chores to spend an hour and a half ironing exciting um but yesterday we went to see um Godzilla King of the Monsters which was you know entertaining enough deb's a big fan of kind of kaiju films and stuff so really she really enjoyed it i uh, yeah it's okay <laughs> more plot than i expected and yeah we had a nice day together yesterday and we also started watching um the first three episodes of Good Omens, which again, very entertaining. I've not read Good Omens. But for my sins, I guess. I don't tend to read as much fiction as I used to as a, a youngster. but was a massive fan of um sort of Terry Pratchett and um yeah, what's his face? <laughs> I'm terrible with these things, especially early in the morning. But anyway, enjoyed it. And then this morning I got up early. I've done a, a bit of blogging, which was good, um, and I'm kind of happy with the last episode of James Journal, kind of going live to the early access guys today. Um, and yeah, I was listening to whilst I was ironing. I was listening to the Crusader podcast, and it was a brilliant interview with Jason Vay, who is one of the big writers with uh, the Troll Lord Games team but the primary author on Amazing Adventures, and he's talking about Amazing Adventures. Um, And I'm delighted because there's a forthcoming, and uh, I I just imagine actually the time when this goes live, actually running fifth edition compatible version of Amazing Adventures, which and Amazing Adventures, if you don't know, is really the, it's originally marketed as the pulp game, but actually it's really a multi-genre modern game system for you know, using the Carlson Crusade Siege engine with any other kind of game you want to use. And um, it's been a real revelation to me over the last couple of weeks to discover it and start exploring it, which is, which is why I was listening to the podcast episode more than anything. And I'm really delighted because everything I want to do for my own Arcana Gravitas setting is doable with the works of Jason Vay and Amazing Adventure. So I just want to record that little note and like in my mind kind of plant that. Yeah, going to be mucking around with that and going to be seeing what I can create really um, over the coming months. So hmm, exciting. Anyway, got to get back to putting the rubbish out and then, you know, clean the bathroom and then, then I can finally have a bath and get dressed. So, here's a question. Does anyone else have this problem? The issue of like, with your hobby, you know that there's a certain amount of stuff you have to do between sessions to be ready for the next session. You know, DMs call it prep. And there's stuff that needs to get done, basically. And on top of that, you're building perhaps your own world. Um, I mean, it's even easier if you're not, I suppose. You just, if you're using someone's prepackaged world, you don't have to worry about this issue you're building your own world, and again, there's stuff you need to do. You kind of need to constantly be adding and refining and updating based on what's been going on in the game and the ideas that come to you. And yet, here's the problem I have. The problem I have is that I know that to get anything done, I need to bring some of the skills from my professional life to my hobby life. So I need to actually plan things, and I need to like set up and schedule time to do those tasks and then the minute I schedule my hobby I stop wanting to do it and so I start skipping those scheduled events or skipping those events because I kind of think hey this should be fun why am I scheduling it why am I making it into work and so the stuff doesn't get done. Does anyone else have this problem this tension between being organized and you know the fact that you're organized kind of making it feel like work and therefore turning it into not hobby anymore? I don't know, maybe it really is um, a thing in my head, but I kind of suspect it, as with many things in Jimmy, is a perennial tension. Anyway, it's the tension that puts me in the situation I am this morning, Tuesday morning. Tonight should be, we're back at school, and it should be uh, games night tonight, Um, Tuesday night game with the kids, and uh, yeah, I'm not as prepped as I would like to be really, (laughs) Um, I'm about as prepped as I was before the last time I just guess that's fine I guess I know that I can um, you know, run a session for an hour and a half without very much material but yeah I just felt bad about the fact that I've uh, somewhat neglected my preparation for this particular session I guess things uh, for me the more interesting project um, is the you know the creative one And I don't know what it is. I just, and I also feel like it's an element of entropy here, the loss of momentum before, where, you know, we've missed a few sessions and we haven't really played for a while. So it's hard to get started again. So I guess what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to show up, see who shows up, if anyone, and sort of wing it, really, and see what happens and try not to worry about my lack of preparation. So there you go. (sighs) home Tuesday night there was no game Um, two of my seven players came but they weren't really sure if there was going to be a game because there's a tendency for people to be flaky on the first session after the holiday and they were right Um, and because it's tipping down with rain and because both my players seem tired we very quickly I mean pretty much they decided they wanted to head off and play in the future we will skip a session next week because I'm on duty again for detention. Um, so, hey-ho. Um, part of me, though, is quite glad I didn't prep much more. I didn't worry about it overly. And I was kind of, A, trusting my skills to wing things and improvise if necessary. And B, I guess subconsciously, at least, I had a sense that that might happen. So, no big deal. What else? Not a lot, really. Um it's raining. Craggy is it raining out there today? <laughs> um, so, I get an evening. I get a, a kind of early finish evening. Um, one of those rare times when I get home very early. Um, everyone imagines teachers get home very early from work every day, but that's not usually the case. Usually, you know, just ahead of the rush hour, perhaps, or the early part of the rush hour heading home, but today, really ahead of it. And it's nice. It's kind of nice to have an hour before Deb gets home. And an hour to extra hour, if you like, to unwind and chill out. Um, That's nice. So that's what I'm going to do, I think. I'm going to unwind and chill out, and I'm going to have a read of Amazing Ventures, and, yeah, imagine a bit. Hey, so it's Thursday morning, and I realised that I've not been very diligent in keeping my journal this week. And I felt that I needed to say something. I've not been doing really any hobby since the weekend. Um, we've been back to work this week. That's been a bit of a shock to the system, it has to be said. I really enjoyed my week off and um, I think being back here, I mean, it's fine to be honest with you. It's absolutely fine. It's just work as usual, but it's been a bit of a shock to the system. I think what's been harder, my wife is going through a tough time at work at the moment. There's a massive kind of change and restructure going on uh, where she works. And that's obviously stressing her out big time. Well, on top of that, we had a we had a pet kind of crisis as well over the last two weeks. So one of our rats has uh, developed a sort of t- tumour, had to have surgery to remove it, um, and then he was re- doing quite well on recovery, but then he went and opened all of his stitches and got infected. So really, this week's been eaten up by that, um, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, so we had to take him to the vet in the evening, and there was massive surgery, and we didn't get him back until like 11pm. Now bearing in mind that both my wife and I have to get up at about quarter to five, 5am 5 in the morning to be up and ready for work. Um, I usually take her in early and then come to school early, which is why I'm always sitting in the yard before it's always even open at seven. But um, yeah, that, that kind of hit us, we had a like, sleep deprivation yesterday, lost an hour or two sleep, so basically was really quite tired and it was an intense day then anyway. And so here I am this morning. And I think um, each evening has just been kind of dominated by other things, and I've not really had the energy uh for anything creative. Which is really, really then knocks on, it makes me feel down. Um I start feeling um I don't know, I just feel a bit at sea. It's all work and no play, isn't it? <laughs> uh Che's Ch- a dull boy. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, I don't think it helped that Tuesday, you know, Tuesday's game didn't happen. And I haven't got another game now until Friday next week because next Tuesday's game is a detention day, so I can't attend, can't run for the kids. So it's really the next time we get around to the Friday, and that's going to be a Cthulhu adventure. It's going to be the second of the three adventures in the Cthulhu Star set, and I'm looking forward to that. But I obviously have to read it. And I, I suspect that my first opportunity for that is going to be the weekend. Um, so, yeah, feeling kind of at sea, I guess, a little bit um, lost. Um, on top of that, I've been a bit thoughtful as well. It's uh, it's June the 6th, um, which is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And it hit me yesterday on the 5th, actually, because Trump and Trump, uh, my government and European leaders were meeting to sort of remember that um, here in London. I um, I was reminded of my grandfather. My grandfather um, was a bomber navigator during World War II. And on D-Day, he flew uh, in Albemarle towing in the uh, gliders. Um, so an Albemarle, if you, you want to go Google that, because it's quite an unusual plane. There weren't very many of them built. Very British thing. A lot of people mistake it for other aircraft, like the Blenheim. And um, anyway, a little bit of trivia. You know, he he was involved in that and turning those over, and um, it kind of got me remembering him because he was. I hate to say this; you shouldn't really have favourites, I guess, in the family. But he was my favourite grandfather too. You know, he was the, and he was a favourite of a lot of people when he died. Later, I mean, hundreds of people came out for his funeral. You know, it was it was a huge deal. So. I was just left reminded of him, really. Um, And I wanted to remember, you know, him and the others around him who kind of were involved in all of that. And, you know, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not, uh, what's the word, I'm not terribly um, morbid about it all or particularly, um, I don't engage that heavily in things, the military. My father was in the army, my grandfather obviously in the air force, um, I've I've always had a fascination with with warfare and with World War Two especially, perhaps because of my father and my grandfather, and I've always had a huge respect for those those people who serve. And uh, so, if you're listening to this and you're a service person, I you know I salute you um, and uh, thank you. Yet I find it hard to relate to it all. Because in my head, it's you know, I, I haven't been in the trench, I haven't been on the front line, I haven't heck, I haven't even been through basic training, so I do find it hard to understand the enormity of such events. They are, you know, amazingly huge things that made a massive difference to our history, and yet, you know, I don't truly understand them, and I I wouldn't pretend to. But you know, I remember my grandfather, and I remember. The images I've seen, whether from film, whether from archive footage, you know, whether from books, and the stories I've read and the stories I've heard and I, I just try and ponder those and, and have a moment of gratitude. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm sitting in a car, it's time to go to work. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, when can I pick up my hobby? Maybe tonight? I don't know. We'll see. I have to go out to the vet tonight kind of worried about it you know, if this rat does it again you know it's not going to be it's not going to be many options for us so we need him to heal and um, I need my wife I need it for my wife really I need my wife to know that something's positive right now because it feels like there's a lot of negative in the world but hey chin up and all that stiff a lip just keep nosing on Okay, Friday night, I survived the week. Yay! So that's a good thing. And uh, yeah, I've got a weekend ahead. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we're hoping that, you know, rat health is maintained and Deb and I want to have a quiet weekend at home together. Been a tough first week back and um, for me. And uh, yeah, tired. Got a number of things I want to look at. Um, I'm really excited about Trollord Games. I've got the 5th uh, edition version... Um, of their multi-genre game, um, Amazing Adventures, out on Kickstarter right now. And I was really pleased to see that it's funded and, and nailing down um, stretch goals as we speak. So if you haven't checked that out, then please you know do have a look at that. Especially if you're into Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons and you fancy um, a multi-genre modern science fiction, Wild West, whatever you want kind of game, because um, it's it's really good. The Costs and Crusades version. All the, the Basic Adventures, which is based on the Carson Crusade engine, more precisely, is a very good game. I've been enjoying reading that as well. Um, which brings me on to a line of thought relating to Arcana Gravitas. So if you were listening to the last main episode, um, the game I really want to play, then you know about Arcana Gravitas, and without going too far into it, I just wanted to mention at this point that this is on my mind, and I was really pleased to... Um, Actually, really get a positive message from um, Frank Turfler this week, which was really nice of you. Thanks, Frank. Um, probably going to include that in the next episode. But, um, yeah, kind of thinking about multi-genre games, really, because I, I want to, obviously running my uh, Chaos and Crusades game, potentially um, I can start to include some elements of our kind of gravitas in that fantasy world. But more than that, I want to be able to kind of kind of go multi-genre, I've been looking at Amazing Adventures um, for the Siege engine, because it's natural for me if I'm playing a fantasy engine to also use the same game engine to do the multi-genre thing. But of course the options are quite wide open. I mean, there's GURPS on my shelf, there's Savage Worlds on my shelf, and then there's coming 5th edition version of Amazing Adventures as well. So there's three just without even thinking very much. And I'm excited about that. And I don't think game rules particularly matter to me too much right now. Because I am really focusing on sort of creating a series of adventures. and um, I'm setting myself a challenge actually, and that's what I wanted to talk about. The challenge I was setting myself is when I talked about a couple, maybe a few weeks ago, about maybe a month ago, when I was thinking about you know what game would I want to play for the rest of my life? having that thought, the challenge I set myself was this idea of could I write an adventure um, each month? And do the necessary work to build that adventure, but also the setting that goes with that adventure, the world that goes with that adventure, to some degree of depth, and have those adventures ready for play. So I'm going to do just that. and um, I'm going to write um, over the next three months, I'm going to write one in July, one in August, one in September, that's my plan. (laughs) It's the start of June now. I might go for June, July and August. I think that will probably be more sensible in some ways. Um, But I'm going to try and write three adventures and um, I think I might try writing them whilst game rules wise I could use them with any of those games I talked about. I'm probably going to pick one of the games um, uh, for each of the adventures and just make sure that I've got that come down. And um, my proposal is that then those games once written are ready to be played and I could take them online and run a game for you guys uh, or anyone who's interested. Or, of course, I could take them to the Friday Nighters or even to the school club and run them. And uh, that's what I want to do. So let's see if I can create something that starts within a particular genre but then starts to bend and twist that genre by the end, give some kind of reveal that opens up the sense of that genre and fits it into this larger universe that I am imagining, the Arcana Gravitas universe. So that's my challenge that I'm setting myself. This, ladies and gentlemen... My friends, it's something I'm quite excited about. How very quintessentially English of me. (laughs) So, I'll stop riveting on and, uh, yeah, let's go do something. Saturday morning, just awoke from a dream that might actually be a memory. I was at a massive gaming convention, um, probably... Games Day from back in the day. You do know that I used to work for Games Workshop, right? And I used to run Games Day ran about 1990, um, 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001. Anyway, I was at a big gaming show and I was on the GW stand and I was told to run intro games of Warhammer 40,000, Warhammer and I'd spent ages looking under the table through all the cases, only to find there were no miniatures whatsoever for Warhammer 40,000 or Warhammer. So I did what any would good enterprising uh, Games Workshop employee from the store back in the nineties would have done, which is I cracked open a set of Warhammer 40,000, a set of Warhammer. And me and the guy I was working with, we assembled those miniatures very very quickly and as the first customer came up we kind of threw a quick game together and gave them the game. When there was a lull we took them out and we sprayed them and we started painting them when we had a minute between games. And I remember doing this actually I can remember doing this in a store. I can remember doing this at shows where (laughs) for whatever reason you just wouldn't have what you needed. And so you made what you needed. And it hits me and it realized then that, you know, waking up this morning, that's perhaps one of the most valuable lessons I learned working in a GW store and on GW gaming shows, was that when you needed something, or even if you just wanted something, you made it happen yourself. You were kind of on your own energy. You were on your own skills. You were to take the team around you and make what you could from it, even if that team was just you. And that was a lot of fun, actually, as well. Um, when I took over a new store uh, as a store manager, I can remember there being again pretty much nothing, and within the first sort of day or two, us assembling and building and painting everything we needed. I kind of think now, like I don't detail to all gaming these days because, you know, I, in my head, painting is too hard and building armies is too hard. It takes too much time. And I can't be really bothered with it. But you know what. I have built armies in a day and I know how to do it. It's so stupid, isn't it? How we limit ourselves, self limiting beliefs that hold ourselves back. What's this got to do with my role playing hobby? Well, I think that that expressed desire to build a scenario in, in a month and sort of, you know, everything I need to run that game is. It seems like a big, tall order, but I know, deep down, subconsciously, and now consciously, I think I know that that's just bunkum. I know that of course, I can do that. Um. More than that. Earlier in the week, I was talking about you know the problems I have with scheduling tasks to do for my hobby. And of course the answers are staring me in the face. It's not about scheduling tasks and making it work. It's about creating the space and the time in which to do creative things. And yes, by all means, I can make a list of the things that need to be done. But it's not a... It's not a time bound list. It's not a do it today kind of list. It's a list of things that need to be done or what I want to get done. And I need to create a routine in which those things just get done over time. And this week, obviously, I have not managed at all to create that bliss station of time, that space in my day in which I can create. And I don't think that's entirely my fault. I think a lot of that has got to do with all the other things that have been going on. And yet as I sit here on Saturday morning in the space which I put aside early before Deb gets up in the morning, I realise that's what's been missing all week and that's why I've been so frustrated and that's why I've not done anything. And so I kind of want to put all that together. I I have the means by which I could create anything I need to. I have a lot of skills, actually, that I don't use anymore. Modelling, terrain, painting, miniature conversion. But then there are skills I've never truly tried to develop, like drawing... And then there are skills that I feel more comfortable with, you know, writing, speaking. I don't know. I've an awful lot of things I could bring to the table, an awful lot of things I could do. And it strikes me this morning that I need to sort of bring all of my capacities and all of my powers to my creative work. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the dream. That's it for another GM's Journal episode. As always, please let me know what you think and drop me an anchor voice message to share your response. My goal is to create a community of discovery about role playing games in which you can feel accepted, whether as a player or as a game master. Come and join the conversation. In the meantime, All that's left is to wish you a fond farewell and all the best at your gaming table. My name is Che Webster, and this has been a Roleplay Rescue GM's Journal episode. See you again on the flip side. Game on!